This episode of the Profit Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is my favorite way to make money just from watching football and playing fantasy football. Download Prize Picks using promo code PROFIT, P R O F F E T, and they'll match your initial deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. But even better, you're going to be automatically entered to win a Josh Allen rookie card graded 9.5, worth about 700 bucks. Great giveaway item to one random Prize Picks player. So download Prize Picks, select the over or the under on your favorite juicy matchups this week, and hope that you win that giveaway. And without further ado, Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How's it going? December 8th. School is almost done. The fantasy football playoffs, they're almost here. Honestly, week 14 is, is very similar to week whatever I'm on in school. In, in Canvas, I'm going through calculating what's the lowest I can score and still get the A. Fantasy football, I'm calculating what's the lowest I can score. What's the, what, the, what, what, what do I have to do this week to get the A? Bare minimum. That's all I need. I just need the A. I just need the playoffs. So it's an exciting time of, of the year. Very exciting time. We've got a few things that I want to discuss in this podcast. This isn't a starts and sits this isn't a weekly recap. This is just some things I want to talk about. Uh, so please indulge me as I I talk about fantasy football. I mean, that's that's why you're here. Um, Jamichael Hasty, let's get the elephant out of the room or the elephant in the room. Let's address it. The elephant's name is Jamichael Hasty. For those of you who don't know, last year Jamichael Hasty he had a chance to to become a fantasy football savior. He had the chance to start. I was predicting a massive game from Jamichael Hasty, and, and in my defense, things looked good. He he was the only running back there, right? Everyone else was injured. You know, Shanahan, next man up approach. I'm expecting a big workload from Jamichael Hasty in what was at the time a juicy matchup, and he had like one carry for two yards or something ridiculous. And he he lost me and a ton of people money fantasy football games trips to the champion uh, uh, to the playoffs and now here we are week fourteen everyone's playing for the playoff spot and it looks like Jamichael Hasty might be back as the man Elijah Mitchell he's in concussion protocol and he has a knee injury did not participate on Wednesday he's going to have to log a, a full practice on Thursday and Friday to be able to play uh. Jeff Wilson, his repaired knee had a flare-up, and he was only a limited participant in practice. Trey Sermon, the rookie, is on the injured reserve, meaning there's a decent chance Jamichael Hasty is the guy to own, the man to own in a, 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 not a horrible matchup. Cincinnati gave up some, some points to Austin Eckler, and we're going to have to make a decision. Are we on board with Jamichael Hasty? But that is the backstory of the Jamichael Hasty incident for those of you who don't know. Now, another really gross player that I'm interested in this week that I'm actually starting in, I think, all my leagues because Jalen Hurts is on by. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Full practice Wednesday. I know he has the injured finger. Uh, I'm going to be honest. When it comes to Taysom Hill, I kind of hope he doesn't throw. Like the, that, That's how I'm viewing this finger injury. It's like, okay... If they put his hand in a cast and don't let him throw the ball, that means he can't throw interceptions. 
That's that's ideal, fantasy football-wise. He's got the Jets. That's the juiciest a matchup can get. And there's a chance that Taysom Hill comes out here and runs his way to victory against New York and runs your fantasy football team into a playoff spot. So pick up Taysom Hill. He's a very, very good start this week. Only started in 28% of leagues. That number needs to go up. That number needs to go up. I'm starting Taysom Hill. He had 20 to 28 points, depending on scoring leagues, with four interceptions against Dallas. He's got the Jets. Just just pick up Taysom Hill, and if you don't have a great quarterback, I'm starting him over pretty much everyone. So that's one player that I want to discuss. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Taylor Heineke. Uh, not not from a fantasy football perspective, but a real-life football perspective. Because I, 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 I follow Washington a bit just because I like Antonio Gibson. I like Terry McLaurin. And when it comes to Taylor Heineke, I don't know what, what, what I think of him. He's, he's doing pretty well in terms of wins. They're in playoff position, at least. They, they could get into the playoffs. And Heineke, while he's not spectacular, it's hard to look at him and say the problem. So I, I genuinely want to think, what do, what do you think they should do with Taylor Heineke? Because they're not going to have the most spectacular draft position. Do you think they should pursue a quarterback in the offseason? Or should they build around Taylor Heineke heading into the future? It's a very interesting prospect. There are going to be some free agents available. I'm going to list off these names, and I want to to talk through this. Do we think this is a better option for Washington football team next year than Taylor Heineke? Ben Roethlisberger, no. This is his final year. I don't like it. Andy Dalton? No. I don't think Dalton is that much better than Heineke really at all. Nick Foles at this point, a 32-year-old Nick Foles, I would rather take Heineke. Cam Newton? We've seen a, 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 a bit of Cam Newton recently, and it hasn't been impressive. Tyrod Taylor, 32 years old. He's not young. You're not going to build anything around him. I think Taylor might be a little bit better, but not enough better to go spend the money. Jameis Winston. That is the name we get to where I think Jameis Winston is better than Taylor Heineke. I think he is someone that Washington should actually try to pursue have a quarterback competition, no reason to get rid of Heineke. But Winston is really the only quarterback on the list of free agents next year. You could make a case for Marcus Mariota. I haven't seen him in so long that I wouldn't be comfortable with that, honestly. But but really, Jameis Winston, he was doing pretty decently with the Saints. I think that either you go after Jameis Winston in free agency... Aaron Rodgers, I guess, of course, but but I don't think that's going to happen. You go after Jameis Winston, you have a quarterback competition, and you build around whoever wins the quarterback competition. That's what I think. But Heineke is not worse than any of those free agents, really. So I would actually think that we might actually see more Heineke in the future. He might have this starting job, especially if they beat Dallas and make it into the playoffs. Um, I did also want to talk about Saquon Barkley a little bit in this podcast. He's got the juicy, 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 juicy matchup. He was limited uh, in practice. Look, if he's good to go and he's seeing a normal workload, I think this is the breakout game. He, he hasn't done anything since week four against New Orleans. I think that against the Chargers, this can be the breakout game. However, 
What worries me most is not Saquon. I don't consider Saquon an elite asset, really. So if I'm saying a big game for Saquon, that's not me having a bias that I think Saquon's top three or anything. What worries me is <laughs> this offense could just be absolutely dismal. Too bad for success from anyone. Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm, Kenny Galladay, he might not be playing. Kadarius Tony might not be playing. So here's my stance on Saquon this week. If we have Glennon and Galladay and Kadarius Tony, those three guys are playing. The, the, the parts of the offense are there. Then I actually do think Saquon Barkley has a 20-plus point game against the Chargers. Now, if several of those guys are gone, I, I think he's borderline benchable. I'm starting him as a flex only. So that those are my thoughts on Saquon. I wanted to just dive a little deeper, focus on Saquon, tell you what I think about him in particular. Uh, that That's really where I stand on him. Now, next year, if he can finish this season healthy, I think that Saquon is a really interesting person to draft because he's going to go low. He's going to go low. He has burns people so many times. The last time he was elite was 2018, rookie season. 2019, was pretty good, not as good, but he was hurt a lot. 2020, he was hurt all season. And 2021 has done nothing to really make people excited to draft him in the first round. I mean, I, I think that... I Yeah, I genuinely think that as we head into the 2022 draft season, I think Saquon Barkley will be going after Javante Williams. And honestly, if this season plays out the way we're anticipating, that's the right call. But this will be the first time that we have seen Saquon Barkley at an actual discount. He should have been at a discount this year. No one should have drafted Saquon in the first round. We talked about it. Big mistake. But next year, we might actually see the discount we should have seen this year. And if that is the case, two years out from the ACL tear, I'm very interested in Saquon Barkley. So that's where I stand on Saquon. And then I also want to talk about another player that people are worried about. Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Hollywood-Brown, he has disappeared. He started off the season so hot. So, so, so hot. And the past few weeks, they have not been so hot. It's been since week nine that he had an actual good game. But I don't think this is his fault. It's really Lamar Jackson has fallen apart recently. Lamar is throwing interceptions right and left. He's hyper-targeting uh, uh, the tight end. Gosh, the name escaped me. He's hyper-targeting um, Mark Andrews, which is leading to these turnovers. So if the season doesn't pan out great for Marquise Hollywood-Brown, I want you to go into the offseason remembering something. Marquise Hollywood-Brown showed us elite talent, elite playmaking ability, and the ability to be a wide receiver one. The reason it didn't end that way in fantasy football is because Lamar Jackson decided to stink at the end of the season. So when everyone's drafting Rashad Bateman and there's the Bateman hype, please remember Marquise Brown already showed us he can be successful in this offense and draft him instead. He's going to be cheap if this season doesn't get better for Baltimore. And I really like Marquise Brown as a player. He showed us a lot. So next year, he's going to be someone to definitely look for at a discount. So those are my thoughts on Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Now, Seattle, this is another situation we've got to talk about. 
I said recently, I'm not starting Russell Wilson until he shows me that he's back. I think he might be back. I think he might be back. And he's got the Houston Texans. I am, it kind of hurts to say, I'm good starting Russell Wilson against the Houston Texans. 19 points and 15 points against San Francisco. He looked significantly better than he has recently. He was looking DK's way. I think against Houston, the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf, that connection gets right. And Russell Wilson breaks out again and is a great start. So if you're in a league that hasn't had a trade deadline and your quarterback might have been hurt, I don't know, go try to target Russell Wilson. If you don't have Jalen Hurts this week because of the bye, try to grab Russell Wilson from whoever's got him. He might have even been dropped because I think things get better this week for Russell Wilson. All righty. New York Jets in New Orleans. One more player I wanted to talk about here, Elijah Moore. Just, just keep an eye on this guy. He's elite. He's an elite player. Um, very excited for him next year. But I wanted to give him kind of shout out because I don't think he gets quite as much credit as some of these other rookie wide receivers. And then one other player... I keep saying one other. Um, a player that I also want to discuss, kind of give you ideas of where I'm thinking of them next year, is James Robinson. My hypothesis that uh, James Robinson and Urban Meyer hate each other has been proven right. Urban Meyer does not want James Robinson to be a featured player in this offense. I was very high on Travis Etienne because I believe that would be the case. I thought... Urban Meyer was going to be forced to really play James Robinson. Instead, he's opting for Carlos Hyde, which is disgusting, but it makes me more confident than ever that at some point in the near future, Travis Etienne will be a fantasy football star. A fantasy football star. Because James Robinson, no matter how good he plays, will never earn Urban Meyer's respect. So I haven't talked about Travis Etienne in what feels like decades because he tore his ACL preseason. But it, it's time to start getting the brain ticking for next year. Not fully, but just, just some ideas for next year. And that's the last player I'll talk about in this podcast. Actually, no, I've got a few more. <laughs> Is Javante Williams. Listen, I think Javante Williams will go in the first round next year. And I think that that is a good choice depending on who the Broncos replaced Teddy Bridgewater with. I think they will go after Aaron Rodgers. I think they will go after him. That is the only way I can rationalize them signing Cortland Sutton to a massive contract in the middle of a horrible season. They're trying to lock up the pass catchers and lock up the offense so that they can go into free agency and say, look, Aaron, we've got Sutton, we've got Judy, we've got Javante, come play for us. If, if that wasn't who they're targeting, they wouldn't have spent the money on Cortland Sutton during this season because he's not going to be that expensive come free agency after this year. I think they're trying to do everything they can to attract Aaron Rodgers. And if that's the case, Javante Williams will be a league winner next year. So if you're in a dynasty keeper league, he's one of my favorite players. But this year, play him rest of the season. He's going to be great. If you don't own him, hope, hope, hope that uh, that and uh, Melvin Gordon comes back. Hope that Melvin Gordon comes back and takes a bunch of the snaps because that is the only way his ADP won't be absolutely insane next year. It's sort of like, uh, um, who was it last year where we wanted? Uh, yeah, Cam Akers. We're talking about, please, you got to hope 
And the, the, the Achilles injury kind of derailed all this. But we are hoping, hoping, hoping that he wouldn't be a featured running back at the end of the season for the last like, six weeks because we wanted the ADP to stay low. We wanted people to not realize how explosive and talented that guy was. All righty. Um, Chase Edmonds, James Conner. Edmonds is coming back. He's a decent flex when he is back because he's a very, very, very explosive runner. And against Detroit, he will be fine as a flex. But James Conner remains a solid, solid RB2, high-end RB2, lower-end RB1 once Con uh, once Edmonds is back, just because of that touchdown upside that he possesses. So when Edmonds comes back, I'm not completely fading James Conner. I've gotten some questions about that. All righty. Um, that's that's going to do it for this episode. I tried to keep things short, just give you some thoughts, some fantasy football, uh, you know, thought provokers as we head into week 14 of the fantasy season. Just get us maybe a little teaser for next year, what we're going to talk about in the off season. But I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please, please drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You will be entered to win a Terry McLaurin rookie card uh, at the end of the season, I'm going to give that away to one random reviewer. So drop that five-star review. And without further ado, I will see you Friday when we go over starts and sits. See you next time.